You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, man, tearing my ACL in uh, 2012 was probably uh, the worst thing that Roger ever scripted. Uh, Ed Reed, I don't know, uh, at least he could have got a big guy to take me down, but he got Ed Reed to dive into my knee, uh, which was an unfortunate uh, side effect of the NFL scripted. You're listening to the BetQL Network, live all this week leading up to the big game from BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium. Just a touchdown throw from the site of the big game. Presented by BetMGM. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Chelsea Sylvester with you on a Tuesday as we go through all the scripts for Super Bowl 57 between the Chiefs and the Eagles. Joining us right now to talk about every angle of the game, Jason for Odyssey NFL Insider. Jason, um, when, when we look at this game here on Sunday and we think about this matchup here uh, and the idea of the Eagles and Chiefs and how good their offenses have been, What's your feeling on the type of game we get? We've heard more on this show the last week or so about the over on the game. A lot of unders early, but now more over. Yeah. As we get closer, what are you expecting here, Jason? I mean, both these offenses were incredible. They both scored like, the same amount of points this season uh, yep. through their 19 games. But sometimes Super Bowls tend to be a little lo- slower early. Yeah, I-, I still like the under here, and I'm, I'm waiting to see if that number um... – creeps up even more. I think this is 27, 24, 26, 23, um, you know, 24, 21. I, I, I think it's it's more there. And I think it's because I don't know that either of these teams are going to play at tempo. I mean, Mahomes is still not 100%. Like, I don't know that they're going to be, you know, hurry up trying to push the ball downfield, running up to the line of scrimmage. I, I, I don't think that's where they are right now. And also, we'll see which receivers are available, but that's not going to be optimum either. And if you go back to the championship game, and we really only have one game, right, where Mahomes is is starting the game knowing that he's he's limited, right? The other week it happened in game, and where they start to run out of receivers. They ran as many plays out of 12 and 13 personnel in that game as they did out of 11, out of three wide. And Mahomes couldn't do a damn thing out of 11. He had a QB rating of 58. And Mahomes was Mahomes, QB rating a 128 with the 12 and 13. They can run out of it. They can throw out of it. Pacheco, since week 10, he's averaging 14 carries a game, which isn't huge, but it's it's also by committee. And Edwards Hilaire might have some role. Um, and McKinnon will get his touches. And the short passes are like runs. So I think that might be where the Chiefs are. And on the other side, you know Mahomes, Gimpy or not, you want to keep him off the field. You want to road grade this defense. 
You know, you want to establish your physical will on them with arguably the best offensive line in the NFL in Philadelphia, with a multitude of ways to run the ball, and with a multitude of ways to stress that defense horizontally in the run game with different personnel packages, with the option game. And I didn't like what I saw of Hurts throwing the ball uh, two weeks ago, 10 days ago, whatever it was. He didn't look quite right to me, and I think they play keep away. So I'm on the under. Um, I I think the Eagles' defense can, can hold Kansas City in check, and I think Andy Reid's going to approach this a little differently. Like, you look at how infrequently they were running the ball weeks one through nine, right? They were the third fewest team in the league in terms of percentages of runs. There's 12 teams since week 10 who were running the ball less than Andy Reid. He's creeping right up on that league average of 44%. He's at like 41.4. I think that's who they are right now. Uh, yeah, Jason, the, the way Hertz looked throwing the ball most recently, it's understandable why you're not all that comfortable there. But I, I, I saw that you are loading up on Hertz. Just because he can't throw the ball doesn't mean you can't make money yeah. on some Hertz props. So what are you looking at? A bunch of stuff. I mean, first of all, just go look what the Eagles have done in one-score games. If you think this is a close game, right, I think they've played uh, – You throw. I'm throwing out week 18 against the Giants. He was not – he ran the ball a little bit there, but they weren't setting it up for him. That was not what that – that script, their script, not Goodell's script, that script was not <laughs> going to include Hurts pounding the ball on the ground, right? So you look at their mm-hmm. other one-score games. He's had uh, at least 11 attempts in all those games. He's averaged over 15 rushing attempts in those games, and he's gone way over this this total, around 13 and a half. Again, in, in almost all of them, the one exception was the game against uh, Minnesota where he ran 11 times. But I think that's just who they are at this stage of the game it, it, against an opponent. Everybody says the Eagles haven't played anybody. Well, they, when they kind of play somebody and it's a tough game, they're showing you who they are. Then you look at the Chiefs' inability to contain guys – you know, who aren't Hurts, but who can move a little bit, who can scoot, like Trevor Lawrence. Go look at his long rushes against them. Go look at Joe Burrow's long rushes against them. Go look um, at Russell Wilson's long rushes against them. Especially the second half of the year was a problem for that defense. And so I think Hurts goes over his his long easy. Um, I'm on Gainwell. I, I, I like what I've seen out of him. To get to 20 yards, I'm, I'm buying that all day long. Um you know, I, I think the fringes are where you kind of look here, where the spotlight isn't. And I think McKinnon's another guy on the other side of the ball. Um, you go back to close games. He's averaging 22 routes run in their one-score games. And you look at six targets for Pacheco last week, and he's not even the main pass-catching guy, right? Like, it's that's McKinnon. They did it more, Pacheco. He 21 targets all year. He got six last week, right? 33% of their passes behind the line of scrimmage. That's not what we think of Patrick Mahomes. But that's who they are right now because the right tackle isn't a right tackle. The left tackle's a better right tackle and really wants to road grade you in the run game. Um, and they don't have any receivers. So they're playing more 12 and 13 personnel. So that's some of the stuff I'm looking at. All right, so let's talk about this Eagles defense for a bit because it sounds like you're a believer. And the numbers certainly support it. The most sacks in the NFL this season, also a great secondary. But you're going against Patrick Mahomes. How does that change the calculus here? Well, what's the underbelly of the Eagles' defense? Well, for me, it's they don't defend running backs, right? Like, is, is Valdez Scantling going to beat Darius Slay a bunch of times in this game with Mahomes not really able to drop back seven steps anyway? I don't, I don't think so. You know, I think downfield where are the matchups outside of Kelsey and the Eagles do a good job on tight ends. 
I don't I don't see a whole lot of areas there where where I'm freaking out if I'm the Eagles. And I do think they're going to be able to get pressure on this offensive line without having to bring numbers. But they don't have an off-ball linebacker who I particularly like. They don't even have a Logan Wilson type, right? Um, but we saw Mahomes throw 10 times to running backs last week against the Bengals defense that defends them pretty well. The Eagles are 19th in the NFL regular season and postseason combined in quarterback rating, opposing quarterback rating when they target a running back, right? And they're number one <laughs> across the board, really, in a, in a in quarterback rating thrown to anybody else. Um, and they also allow 78% completion percentage on passes to running backs. That's 16th in the NFL. So I, I think, again, like that's how I'm looking at it. I think Kelsey will get his, but I don't know how many of them are 30, 40 yards downfield. You know, I think it's quick stuff out of RPOs, kind of like what we saw um, in the Jacksonville game in particular, where there was a lot of volume of that. Um, and Mahomes might get to his yardage total, but I'm if I'm playing Mahomes, I'm playing more, I'm playing more attempts. Than anything else because I, I i don't like the assortment of weapons or quasi weapons or middling wide receivers whatever you want to call this group um and i i i i think and now you got edward delaire too like i don't say he's a huge factor but does he catch two or three balls as well i'm kind of looking at attempts for Mahomes more than anything else jason earlier we had a, a draft talking about um our best bets and our long shots for touchdowns and we, we landed on the long shots being mostly Chiefs. You know, Fortson, Noah Gray. When, when you're thinking about touchdowns this game, and, and there's a high total. I know you think it's probably a little bit under, but it's still a, a higher total in the game. We're likely to get some big touchdowns. Um, would you look towards the favorites? I mean, there's Jalen Hurts. There's, there's Miles Sanders, Kelsey. Those guys are the most likely to score a touchdown. But other than those guys, where are you thinking for touchdown bets? We found some, some big numbers on those tight ends and, and those, you mentioned the 13 personnel for Kansas City, Fortson, Gray, guys like that. Well, I mean, I, I haven't looked at this this morning, um, but, like, we're all old enough to remember weeks 10 through 18, McKinnon had a touchdown in every game, right? I think he had, yep. like, nine total touchdowns in that span, and he's kind of the default guy in the red zone. And I'm looking at the Eagles saying, I don't know if they have a linebacker who can match up on him. So I, I'm not sure what the exact value is on that, but that would appeal to me. Um, I, I know there's recency bias, and he hasn't showed up as much the last two weeks, but Styles make fights. And I think he's an interesting character in this fight. Um, and then on the other side, Boston Scott is somebody – I was on him last week or whatever, 10 days ago. Um, and I know people look at the Giants thing and think it only happens there. But he he gets some interesting – you know, he gets some interesting longs. He gets some interesting looks inside the red zone. And while he's not going to be the guy who gets the vulture something from the one, right, or the two or the three, that's, that's Hurts for the most part, maybe a little Sanders. Um I don't know. I, I think Sirianni likes this kid, and I think he's got a little bit of a role there. And a lot of times in these big games, it's somebody who's on the fringes, right, who who ends up showing up big. Jason, can you take us behind the scenes for the Super Bowl MVP voting? Do you know when it happens and how yeah. much some of the voters actually care? And is it is it more about well, us betters uh, that care so much about this MVP award for the Super Bowl? Yeah. I've covered a lot of Super Bowls. I voted for MVP in a lot of Super Bowls. And, you know, everyone's in these press boxes and they become more and more spread out as these stadiums have grown. They become further and further from the field. Um, and I'm a dinosaur, so I'm, you know, writing for the Washington Post. I'm on deadline. And somebody from NFL PR will start working different sort of corridors of the press boxes, coming around, handing out slips. And if it's a close game, you're, you're you know, you're maybe rewriting your story or you've got a lot going on. And I'm not going to say that, like, People don't think about it, but it is 
um, unless it's changed, I mean, in the last year, like it's, it's kind of a scramble drill and they're, you know, picking certain people and it's not particularly scientific and you, you know, you're kind of doing your thing and you're writing it out and somebody's collecting it. And next thing you know, you hear, um, it's not scripted stuff. It's, it's definitely not scripted, or at least it hasn't been the, I don't know, seven or eight times I've been a part of the vote. So do you think that lends itself to more big names uh, being favorites for MVP? Just because if people are doing a million things, they're just like, oh, well, Travis Kelsey, I saw him catch a pass. Uh, and also, who do you like for a Super Bowl MVP? Well, I mean, look, I'm on the, the Eagles here. So, I mean, it's just – I have to look at Hurts because, again, as I'm looking at this game, and I think it's a running game for them, and I, I think he's going to be put in a position to pick up a lot of yards on the ground. And, and I think, look, I'm saying they're not going to throw the ball at all either. But if you look at historically where this has gone, right, it's a lot of times it's the chalk or somebody has two picks and a sack, you know what I mean? And it's it's a defensive player who nobody was really thinking about. Um but, yeah, be, I mean, maybe in part because of the way the process is done and sort of, you know, how sort of on the fly it traditionally is. It, and I think some people, too, like maybe are a little afraid to go bold or whatever or they want to run with the pack. Um, it does kind of default to a quarterback a lot of times unless somebody has just made this, you know, overt case otherwise. Jason, you mentioned defensive player there. Uh, I, I think the Hassan Reddick rise is, is so interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, anyone could have had him last year. The, the fact that he's become this good with the Eagles, Jason, his whole career, I mean, yeah. first-round pick, it, it kind of a bust for the Cardinals before they finally moved him outside. Three teams in three years. I mean, guys that yeah. put up his numbers, you know, he's a $30 million-year player, and he's making 15 with the Eagles. Yep. What do you think happened there? Like, how did it just kind of slip through the cracks? And the Eagles were like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll pick this guy up," because it wasn't even a big deal in Philadelphia when they signed. It was like, "Oh yeah, he'll help." And and now he's well, if, if there's one defensive player to win this award, MVP, people think it might be him. Yeah, look, I I was surprised he didn't do a little better in free agency this time around. You said it. It's not that everybody had a crack at him this time. People had a crack at him three straight years and a lot of teams didn't want to go to a certain price point or what have you. I mean, Howie Roseman is on an absolute heater for the Eagles. So, I mean, you have to start there. Mm -hmm. Like their, their scouting department, their evaluations, their football operations have been top notch. Um, now he also, right. Like played at temple. It's a homecoming. It's an area he knows. Right. Like, I don't know that he gave a hometown discount because I, I don't, again, I, I don't think there were a multitude of teams looking to do, um, what the Eagles ultimately did, and, and it's a failure on their part that they weren't. Um, you know, you go back a couple years before that, like when the Bengals got Trey Hendrickson, you know, that was another one where, like, you, 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 that market, there's a lot of inefficiencies in it. And for whatever reason, certain teams end up chasing guys like a Von Miller, right, like a Chandler Jones who are showing you they're closer to the end than not and overpaying them versus valuing guys who might be a little bit more – in that second to third tier based on previous production, but where the arrow is certainly pointing upwards. And as you said, the Cardinals were, you know, that was total jackassery, how they used him. And then they finally figured it out and unleashed him his final year and then let him go. Um, but alas, Steve Kime isn't around wrecking anybody's rosters anymore. Yeah, we've got less than a minute, Jason. Yeah, sitting here in Glendale, as you bring them up, what are they doing with head coach? <laughs> are they going to get one? Yeah, they will have one. Um, yeah, and it won't be Jeff Saturday, so at least they're not the Colts. Um, 
I think Lou Anarumo's case is, is pretty strong. And, and there's, you know, they're looking yeah. at other people as well. But it, it would not shock me if if they went in with that profile. Um, somebody on the other side of the ball from whatever the hell yeah. Cliff Kingsbury was trying to do on offense. Um, somebody who is a first-time head coach, which means you come a little cheaper, right? And they're already paying people to leave. Uh, but he's been around. He, he's not one of these 30-somethings like Kingsbury. This guy's paid his dues. He's moved up the ranks. Um, so, yeah, it wouldn't shock me at the end of the day if if that's where they went. Yeah, and he's a good coach, and, and he's gotten his chance maybe now here in Arizona. Jason, we appreciate you hopping on. Enjoy the game. You got it. We will talk soon. Jason Locker for our Odyssey NFL Insider. Coming up next, our lightning bets for this Tuesday right here on the BetQL Network. You're listening to the BetQL Network live all this week leading up to the big game from BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium. Just a touchdown throw from the site of the big game. Presented by BetMGM.